I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Do you guys, we have a very, very serious announcement. How I'm serious? pregnant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. Oh, that's even a bigger joke. So, <laughs> no, we have a live show. Yay! Live show, Horrible Decisions, coming to you live. Yeah, we are coming to New York. Well, I guess just, you know, taking the train there. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it is going to be brought to you by Cast Sound Lab, our studio right uh, here in Brooklyn, New York, where we're recording from today. It's going to be me, Mandy, some of your favorite guests that were on the show might be there. You know, not going to tell you. It's going to be super exciting, guys. Um, you can check the details out in the description of this episode. And we will also be posting the link where you can purchase tickets on our personal Instagrams as well as the Horrible Decisions Instagram. That's at horrible underscore decisions for details. So if you have somebody that you want to bring with you, whether it be your homegirl, because y'all need to learn how to suck dick together, I think we should do a banana-like thing. Maybe, maybe That we'll, just came to me. That would be awesome. We should have a dick suck. No, 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 my mom might come. Uh, your mom is going to be there, and I'm, she knows you suck dick. So I think that would be awesome, and I'm excited to see all of you guys. I could do a good hand job one. Here Everybody says I could do really good <laughs> hand work. We could, I'm serious, we could. Um, but we want it to be really interactive. Maybe one of you guys, we could do a dick-sucking contest. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a raffle. Mandy's not really for this, but um, it's a threesome raffle where you can win a date with us. We don't know what might end up happening, but we oh. will buy you drinks. Um, again, the details will be in the description of this episode as well as our social media. So hope to see you guys there. So you might not know who this is, but we I don't. I love us some. Big fans. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her Y'all on probably hear, You probably hear me play this all the time. Um, on my Instagram and Snap, especially when I'm tired of a hoe. Maybe sometimes you. Mm. <laughs> this is the best shit. Don't you fuck with my energy. Cast the spells with my cousin. That's Princess Nokia. I don't know if y'all know who that is, but she is amazing. You've probably seen her videos like reposted. She talks about like energies and like gentrification she's just the shit so check out her album it's uh 1992 on itunes it's bomb yeah. i follow her on instagram she's super just... cute 
Haven't gotten into her. She's not my type of forte. Bitch. What? <sighs> she's just not. I'm... I have my great, type of music. You have your type of music. She's a great New York MC. She had a really cool like documentary thing that, that came out was bomb. She talks about like where she's from and like. She's like a don't shave your armpits or legs type of feminist. <laughs> I think I saw that and <laughs> I was just like mm, wasn't buying into it. I find I her know. sexy. Um, welcome guys to Horrible Decisions. I'm Wheezy and this is your girl Mandy B. And we have a great friend of mine in the house, James. Hey hey. He is. Uh, he listens to every one of our episodes. Like, I, don't, I mean, I think. That makes me feel good. I think, yeah, I think I have heard everyone. Yeah. So I'm probably your biggest fan, I guess. <laughs> James will text me in the middle of the day and be like, are you fucking serious? You guys think? But I'm like, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, so we brought James on today because uh, we wanted James' perspective on a lot of different topics that we brought out, brought up throughout the show. And because we're always discussing it, he wanted to put his input on there. Um, James is a divorced, ex-Christian, pansexual male. And for our listeners who don't know what a pansexual is, do you want to kind of touch in on that and let uh, us know? Yeah, I mean, pansexuality is, it's, you know, some people say bisexual or pansexual are the same kind of thing. Pansexual is just a way of saying, if you say bisexual, then you're like saying there are two genders and that's what I'm dealing with. Pansexual is about saying my attraction isn't based on gender. Right. It's based on other things. So people that are, you know, trans or gender nonconforming or non-binary or you know, I'm, that's, I'm attracted to people, not necessarily gender. Now, like, practically, obviously, there's a scale, and I definitely fall more towards the straighter end of things. But right. I'm also very attracted to, like, androgynous people and people that are kind of, you know, not fulfilling certain gender roles in the Most way. women that I've seen you attracted to, it's funny, James was showing me this picture of this girl he was fucking that had, like, the snake bite tongue. And like very boy girl look, and I was like, well, okay, um, you know, I'm more of a like Beyonce Rihanna type of love. <laughs> I have a question actually about that. So I have a he's I'll refer to him as an associate. We we speak, but he's pansexual, and he just got divorced from a transgender woman. Um, but he also dates women in his per- personal life, but does gay porn. Hmm. So okay. would that? So he is into kind of and he described it to me as he doesn't attach himself to any specific gender so if he likes a male a female a transgender he just likes a person right as a person is that kind of exactly right and i think that's that's a good way to describe it because it's about you know interacting with a person like i can recognize that my you know my tendencies and my likes skew towards a certain thing but like that doesn't when you're interacting with people and dealing with people in relationships, like there's always going to be more things going on than that and more things you're attracted to than just, you know, somebody's gender expression. So is it more of an emotional connection and not a sexual connection? Because with sexuality, aren't you turned on by certain... You know, See, parts of a body. I, it can't that's be what, because yeah, I think but, it's I mean, someone's that's, vibe but, more. But if you're talking about a relationship that you're going to have with someone, that's it's a combination of sexual and emotional and friendship things. You okay. Know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily going to be just about sex. And I think I'm more bisexual because I, I know I like a girl for being a girl. Right. More than I like feel people out like when i see women like i recognize them for being sexy women or sexy men it's this very divided thing where i think the way i've heard pansexual people describe it it's like oh wow i really like their energy or they had this that was sexy about them like no i talk about them like their gender okay so when you date i hate that we're already hopping into the interview here i didn't mean to (laughs) but when you date how do you identify to someone you said you lean towards more women now some women would possibly have an issue with you saying but i've also been attracted to men how do you come forth in the dating scene yeah what happens now because you're newly dating you're recently yeah Uh, yeah how do you explain that to someone 
for, I kind of don't, first of all, like, <laughs> okay. unless it like, goes you know, further. But I mean, I wouldn't really be seriously interested in someone if they had an issue with dating a guy that has been with guys. Like, that would be a I agree. obvious, yeah. like, uh, you know, deal breaker right there to begin with. I mean, I don't think I would really, honestly, even probably want to be in a serious relationship with a straight woman, with a woman that wasn't, like, at least a little bit. Like, really? Why? Transsexual. Um, I don't know. First of all, because I would feel weird. Like, she like would possibly would be judged. judging me for that. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm just, you know, into, like... What do you think about when you... I know you watch Insecure. What do you think when you saw Molly trip over the guy being by? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's just, like, homophobia. Like, you're... You're prejudiced against. You think it's. To- uh, oh, I can't wait to get so into it because yeah. I want to have masculinity conversation. Okay, we're, yeah, we're definitely going to have a great conversation. Do you want to get into the kick of the week? Yeah, so. Okay, awesome. James is here because um, we went to Meadows or whatever. So all I wanted to do was see Future. And I'm like, damn, I don't know who's ghetto enough to go. See, I know you would, but I don't know if you'd want to go to like a whole day thing. Yeah, I don't like festivals or outside yeah, things. Like so- we went to. Um, I went to Made in America last year with my friend. And. We had free tickets and everything, of course. I like J. Cole, so we watched Big Sean, J. Cole. By the time Beyonce, I think we actually left and watched Beyonce on Tidal app because we was just so tired. James looks like he's I on know. A- and listen, we were even like in the like duck off part of the statue area. If you've been to Made in America, you know there's a statue where they put like all the guests and stuff. And me, me and my friend looked at each other like, girl, you ready to go? I'm so, ready. Like, I, and we like, you, we have done, I don't know, I know how many festivals we've all done together, but. We've traveled for festivals uh, together, this but this is our third or fourth one. No, but like all of us into it. Fuck, oh, it's a, a lot. Yeah, you go, James is yeah, going I'm to one next week in Atlanta. Um, okay, yeah, but I was gonna say one thing I know that you and I can both appreciate, which is the difference between friends that I would invite to festivals or concerts. I can listen to music that I don't know, and I'll be all right. Okay, and I like hearing newer music. Like there was when there's some weirder bands or shit like that. I like finding newer music at festivals, opposed to even clicking on it on Apple. Okay, I'm like, okay, this is live. I like the vibe. Um, anyway, so while we, he's been here, we were sitting down trying to think of a kink of the week, and I came across this one while we were having ramen. It's called frauderism, and it is a paraphilic interest in rubbing, usually one's pelvic area or erect penis, against a non-consenting person for sexual pleasure. It may involve touching any part of the body, including genital area. Have you ever Explain rubbed, that. Have you ever rubbed yourself up against a guy that didn't want you to? I mean, I dry hump like all of my friends. Have you I ever done it to that... someone? Non-consenting, bro. That's like a non-consenting stranger. It's a very specific. I've done thing. it. Well, I think, I... I, you know what's crazy? <laughs> this actually reminds me of, if you live in New York, there is a, a message that goes off in the subway. Or actually, there's a yes. sign yeah. that says, if don't. You see something, say something. Well, not only that, that like. You know, just because it's tight in the train, it doesn't give a person the, you know, sexual whatever. I have definitely. And so I think about that in the train. Like, I felt a hard dick on my butt before, and it's like I know it's packed. I know we're scrunching there, but this is making me feel uncomfortable to where I've had to put my purse behind me. And I know that guys do that, bro. Like, there's definitely guys on the train. And it's a fetish. And now that I know it's a fetish, now I'm really gonna be. Covering my ass on the train when it's Do you it's remember when, when I was coming here to the studio with my mom and the train moved quick and I grabbed the guy's dick instead of... <laughs> you said that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was literally about to fall. So, I was leaning against the... Where they say don't lean against the sliding doors. Don't lean against the sliding doors. The door is closed, leaning. but they reopen. And before I fell, I just wanted to grab anything. And I thought I was going to grab his belt or his shirt, but I grabbed his dick. And I held on. So... Terrible. <laughs> my Terrible. Mom, Did you my complain mom, about it? He, like, looked really awkward and laughed. And then my mom goes, oh, I'm her mother. She's sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway. James, have you done that? Is that something that 
no that's a, <laughs> yeah that's a kink i don't think is i mean like i've been at concerts where it's really packed and you know girls have to walk by and rub their boobs against me but that is not my i've intentionally in a bar though rub my chest against somebody but someone that you may have thought was hot yeah but it didn't arouse you to do that right you just did it just to do no, it turn me on really yep so let's get about me <laughs> so actually um uh yeah so james has a quick story about uh <laughs> oh are we just hopping oh, right into just, the story a, Whoa. Not, you no like skip the whole mail and shit i'm just like okay oh no no, so, no because this kind of goes with the kink of the week actually oh, at least in no, my it, no it does not it doesn't it doesn't go consent bro yes it no, does it, oh shit no, i'm not gonna tell the story at all dude okay no he really wanted to bring it up this because it's not about consent there's clear consent in this story all right fine <laughs> argumentative but <laughs> He no strangers in the store. James notices that there's a trend in our shows where we talk about pee a lot. And so was, you always ask people. We about have pee, mentioned. So, well, you know like, what? And it's was, what's crazy what is sometimes gonna... we haven't brought it up. So even when we had Jaden XD on, he's like, he, brought up, he brought up that he pissed in someone's mouth. And I'm just like, okay, here we go with piss again. I like, <laughs> I mean, maybe we were planning an episode and she's like, I said something about something. She's like, we have to stop talking about pee. I was like, we have to stop bringing it up, bro. It's not going to happen. Not gonna happen. It's your thing now. This is no. a pee show. So like, gonna... I thought, and then for a while, um, toes and feet were a thing. I'm just like, can we not bring this up every episode? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And everyone's going to think just... we have feet fetish that we don't and piss fetishes. I just love hearing that, like, niggas be really doing pee shit. Like, it's just, it's like, let's just open up the doors. Okay, go, like, uh, enlighten okay. us. So my story, this uh, takes place around Halloween, I think a couple years ago. Um, but I was uh, at a party, and um, this girl that I had been uh, seeing a little bit before texted me and said that she was downtown. And, uh, and she said, if you want to take me home, I'll willingly go home with you. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. So I go to pick her up, and I was already kind of a little bit drunk from the party. And we get together, and I'm with her friends, and I can see she's, like, kind of drunk. And they're like, no, you should come home with us. And she's like, no, I'm going. So we went. I took her home. We're, like, fooling around on the way back. And... And then, you know, we're kind of messing around in the room and she's like pretty much naked and she runs out of my room and I live with other people. So she runs out <laughs> into the thing, just naked into the bathroom. And I'm like, this is fine. It's like two in the morning, whatever. <laughs> and then she comes back. And then as we're having sex, I can see she's like a little more drunk than maybe she should be. Awake. And then I realize, oh, shit, she is not <laughs> awake anymore. <laughs> now, did you come? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was. It was close to that point already. Was she so, sleeping? Uh, she was not conscious, I guess, at that <laughs> point. But I mean, she was conscious when we started. Uh, now, but once she did, I mean, I. Now, what do you think? Then... Do you think, Manny, that if you are are you agreed to it, but then fall asleep, is that consent? I mean, I didn't like. I think keep it's... going. Like it was like she. Nah, bro. Me. You you already say it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it is. I mean, it's a gray area. I didn't feel great about it, but like she <laughs> was enthusiastically consenting up until the point where she she, was... she just went to sleep, or was she? He like, said she was wasted, were... so she just, she just like, no. That's not consent. No, it's not consent. And I'll say it's because I've had a similar situation where I may be really flirty with somebody and say, "Oh my god, da da da," out of me being drunk. No, but you. But if I if no, I pass is... out, don't touch me, bro. But no, this is the thing. no, no. This is what I'm saying. They were awake when he. They were, they were fucking. Awake. We had. This was not the first time we had sex either. Okay. So this is. We've had sex before. She called me, told me she wanted to come. She was completely conscious, just drunk. We were making out right. and stuff, and then we were having sex. She was completely awake. While we're in the middle of having sex, she falls she asleep. asleep, which isn't like a great thing. <laughs> That's awful. I know, like, That's an ego, like yeah. shot to the fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you fuck her again after? No, because here's what I gotta tell. I gotta tell the rest of the story. So, okay. 
We fall asleep, whatever. We get up the next morning, she wakes up, like, gets out of bed really quickly, like, grabs her stuff and seems kind of, like, a little flustered. Then walk, goes out to have a cigarette, and I walk outside, and she's like, did we have sex last night? <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> and I take her home, go back to my place, and then I, like, sit on my bed, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's why is this wet? And then I'm like, oh, oh wait, no, wait, this is this is another wet. pee like, story? This is really wet. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. that bitch peed in my bed. Oh no! Like, no, let me like, ask you because we had a story. Did you have to smell it to where, confirm it was pee? Well, that was part of the thing. I was like, what does that smell? And then I felt my bed. And so, and did like, you oh. tell her, hey, you pissed in my bed? How did that conversation go? That's what I said. No, we had a listener. Did you hear that listener question? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I, I didn't tell her. You didn't tell her that she peed in your bed? No. Like, what is she going to say? Neither did the guy. Oh, the guy never wrote her, and she never wrote him so at wait, that point. is that why you never called her back? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> wow. So there we you needed go. this so, three weeks ago. Right. So this is not even the end of the story. So I oh, get God. back. I had a date that night with another girl. Oh, and so I'm like trying to dry it out. <laughs> I got like paper towels. Oh, I run to no. I run to Target and buy a shit ton of Febreze and all this shit. And See, I'm just, that's like, when you just town. I've got a fan blowing on it. That's when you just tell dryer. her you like couch sex. And I tried to fuck her on the floor, and I mean I like sex on the floor, but anyway, so I'm trying to do it on the edge of the bed. Oh and she's no! Like, and then she's like, she feels it. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! She felt that the Dude, bed you was never wet. Told yeah, me this story. yeah, and I said, oh, oh, yeah, uh, I spilled a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was dry, but it's can still you imagine a if wet. you got fucked in another bitch's pee? Pissy bed? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, God, that's bad. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't the horrible decision. We are not trying to make it about pee every week. But That was, that was my horrible decision. That, that was pretty sorry. fucking good. Yeah. To, to fuck horrible. someone on a pissy bed, that's a pretty horrible fucking it, decision. She, she didn't have consent. There's consent. That's the issue. I didn't, she did not, she did not consent to, to, be in that to fucking on yeah, someone no. else's piss. I agree. Um, so the horrible decision this week is married marital dating. I was about to say married dating. I'm sorry. We went out last night. Uh, yeah, (laughs) so married dating came up because, um, James used to be married, wanted to date within his marriage. Mandy talks about dating married men. And I just wanted to bring you two together and discuss it because you've got someone who's married, but more honest, the guys that you're dating that are married, are they honest with their wives? They're not honest with their wives. No. They'll tash that motherfucking shit out. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about monogamy in your relationship. So your marriage didn't work out. What, when did you realize you didn't want to be monogamous? Um, probably pretty early on, but I think the issue really was I was coming from this uh, background of a very conservative, religious, evangelical Christian home. So everything I was taught when I was younger was that, you know, um, women, basically women don't really enjoy sex. So, and men do so that women only enjoy like the relationship part of it, you know, or they should, if they do enjoy sex and there's something wrong with them basically, yeah. or they can I, only enjoy yeah. it within marriage. And even then they, they kind of started believing that shit more recently because they're influenced by like the feminist and pro-sex movement. But... That's the thing. If a female enjoys sex, then they look at her like you're a man eater. You're, you, you right. think like a nigga. Or you're, you're horrible. This, you're a whore. Exactly. Like so, if you enjoy sex. So for that reason, it was, I was always taught that for men to want sex with a woman outside of a, of a married relationship is a really wrong thing and is you're doing a horrible thing to that woman right even if she seems like she enjoys it or she acts like she now wants it or when you wanted to be non-monogamous is it because because i know you love your wife i've heard you talk to talk about her in that way what why did you want to start sleeping with 
Um, I don't know. To me, did you get bored? Did you I want think other the sex? main thing, like how I would describe it, is that to me, sex and relationships and friendships are not. Are they're all kind of equal things? Like you could have, I could have a sexual relationship with someone that I was friends with and not romantic with, or and I have had that, or I've had yeah. sexual relationships, you know, that I don't have a friendship with this person at all like i only want to have sex with them and don't want to like see yep. them otherwise or you know you can have someone that you're really close and you have all those three things with but that doesn't mean even if you have that someone that you're a really close friend with that you really love you really love having sex with them a lot that doesn't mean you're never going to want to have sex with someone else or if you do then that negates anything you have with that when person. you had those feelings being in, <clears throat> in that crazy religious sorry it's fucking nuts um did you think okay i don't love do i want to leave my wife to was there ever that that came? No, with- I never. I, I never felt like that. I always, you know, loved her and wanted to stay with her. Wanted to be with her. That was never what I was questioning. I just wanted to, um, you know, be with other people, and I wanted her to be with other people. And really, mostly what it was about, I think, was just she was so like jealous and possessive and insecure about me. Like if I ever like, like I was never like flirtatious or anything. I didn't even really have like other like female friends or anything that I was close with at all. But like if I would ever even like look at something or make any kind of comment about any woman looking attractive or whatever, like it would set her off. Do you think uh, that women can drive their men to other women by doing that? Um, I mean, women can create a bad relationship in which it will make more likely for men to go out. But But it's not that active. I don't think that's what it is. I mean, she didn't drive me to do that, and I was never close to doing that. So, like, that's a good. And see how he. I I think that's you can drive him to a bad relationship. If a guy's gonna cheat, he's gonna cheat. That's a great answer. And how he explained his relationship because men will always blame women. Like, oh, you did this, 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 this that made me do it. Like, you can create maybe tension, but it's not your fault. Well, even how. Well, I mean, I think also when you do have. A, a monogamous relationship that both people agree to be monogamous and then one person cheats like that is a form of abuse like within the relationship because you're expecting something from someone that you're not willing to give yourself and you're not being honest with that person and that's what's really the problem with that and that's why cheating is bad but a lot of people even you know guys that say they want that or would say they want an open relationship most of the time they're still really insecure and they aren't comfortable with their you know significant other stepping out on them with their woman were you 100 percent? did you 100 percent mean that when you wanted her to sleep with other men um yeah or did you want it because you wanted to fuck other people i mean it, i both both but i wanted her to i wanted her to see that she could fuck someone else and it didn't negate everything in our relationship and i wanted her to see that wanting to fuck other people doesn't mean that i don't love you um but it was kind of weird because she was mostly interested in fucking women and i just thought that was hot so i wasn't really concerned <laughs> about it. i i like that answer though because now when so the guys that you're dating that are married that's what i what was are you thinking right now well you no like because i was hard. trying to say it as he was on that topic but, because but, but I wanted nobody to, wants you to cut him off. I, and I didn't. And you, I didn't actually. <laughs> you cut me off. I'm fucking so with I you. So I was trying to relate exactly since this was supposed no, to be no, a, I hope a, you guys are fine because thing. this is going to be a bouncing off of each other conversation. So please don't feel like we're all interrupting. Well, you I felt down. interrupted. Jesus, I was trying to bitch, relate well, it. Bitch, you know how I be well, bitch, I'm just saying I was trying to relate it right as to he was bringing Look, stop, it up. Stop interrupting each other, guys. Shit. I'm going to right here. No more interrupting. Like, right, we were trying to, you were trying to tell a difference in what he was talking about in terms of him wanting to step out of her, his relationship but completely still be in his marriage because he had those um, sexual connections, the emotional connection, mm-hmm. the friendship with his wife. Those are the type of men that I have dealt with. They're not they're not with me looking to leave their wives. Right. They're, they're completely happy in the relationship they have with their wives, but there may be something, whether it's sex, whether it's a conversation that they like having with me more, you know, yeah. it's literally like 
and I won't say his name, but there's one, and we're able to bounce off ideas as far as businesses. He's very creative in what he wants to do, and he genuinely just likes those conversations with me that he knows he, his wife maybe either doesn't care about, doesn't know the business. He just doesn't have, he can't have those conversations with. Do you ever feel at that point, because that would be my issue, and maybe that's because I am a more, more emotional person than you. Do you ever, has there been a moment, honestly, where you felt used? So I'm not going to lie. If, and I've told this to many, <clears throat> many women who choose to deal in this. If you choose to deal with a married man or a man who is taken, I don't feel like you should ever go into it thinking that you can take the the num the main woman's place. And that's the thing. I don't think you have to necessarily think that for you to then feel used. Well, I don't feel used because I make it benefit me. So I enjoy the relationship, but I make it a monetary game. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I sit here and tell men, like, you married. She's kept. She ain't got to worry about bills, how she's living. If you want to build that relationship with me, I need you to do that for me. So I need to know if I need tuition paid, you got it. If I need my bills paid, you got it. I'm mm -hmm. not getting into a relationship that I know essentially cannot go anywhere emotional without a benefit for me. So I'll sit here and say, like, okay, I don't mind having this arrangement that you want to bring about, but I'm also not going to sit here and just be someone emotional like it's gonna cost you right and so that's kind of right. you know so how i bring it that's good because then you're communicating honestly you're telling them what you need out of the relationship and you have that back and forth with them and i've had like even with with crystal we've talked about it mm -hmm. and there's been guys that have approached her and when she brings up the money they're like no i just i just need me girlfriend number two what the hell is in it for the other girl besides sex? I could go fuck someone who's single and it could potentially be something. For me to start something with now, someone now who's dead and doesn't make sense. Um, do you think that that's because you know it's a lie? What if you met a married dude that it was an open relationship? I, I don't believe in coming in as... No, 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 no. I'm not talking right. about with his wife. no. If, what do you mean, an open relationship? I'm talking about a guy like who's a like... a polyamorous relationship. No, uh, like, I'm not even no. saying po poly. I'm saying like a guy who's like, hey, me and my wife are both open. It's okay. Insecure. I can date you. My wife dates other people. You don't have to ever see my wife. Like, I'm open. We can go out. We can hang out. We can do everything. I'm not lying. My yeah, wife knows I'm with you. I still do you feel, still feel like you need a game? No, because essentially, if I get into a relationship with somebody... And route, I want to possibly have kids. I want to possibly get married. If he's already married, you hate no, kids, Mandy. Right? I do hate kids, but <laughs> no. I, and I, I honestly, at this point in my life right now, I don't want it. But I'm not gonna open. I'm not, <laughs> not gonna, gonna get myself. The door. I'm not gonna get into a relationship where the door is closed on growth. Right. And essentially, if I'm coming in in a open relationship, there's still a door that's closed to me that we can't go past. Right. Essentially, so no, I wouldn't get this. Into has that. never happened to me and during the show, but I have to pee so bad. That's from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 G's in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work fine um i want to bring up this next part that you and and james could go in okay um so just to start it off before i go to the bathroom james brings up that you don't like men on the dl a lot and i think finds it contradictory because there is deceit in that but there's also deceit with the men so shady (laughs) what you're trying to start a fight with us right before you go you know i really want to be here i love this conversation i really want to be here i don't feel like it's okay yeah so okay basically i'll say my thought on such um i do talk to a lot of men who dip and dabble but are are open about it to me and when i ask them do all of the women in your life know that you're like this they say no Mm -hmm. i do have an issue with that more so on the health tip the and essentially them lying to themselves married men i don't believe in monogamy so essentially if he's not with me he's gonna be with somebody else anyways okay but if your issue is with honesty and being honest with yourself a married man who's a straight married man who's cheating on his wife is being just as dishonest with the people in his wife that are life that are closest to him and himself as a guy that's doing the same thing, but with guys. Yeah. But like, like I said, so when it comes to marriage and I've said this actually a lot on the show, I don't believe one person is meant to be with another person. So in this sense, there's the commitment of marriage that you guys have this relationship. He's stepping out of the marriage and essentially being with, other women as he chooses mm-hmm. i feel like this is going to happen regardless it's the same thing with with you guys think it's going to happen guys. regardless that guys are going to be with other guys of course they are they Wait. always have it what are you talking about you think it's inevitable that guys are going to be with other guys so they can not share it with a woman if they want to no, i think if they're being with other guys in that place and they should share it with the woman if they i don't think they're they have to share it they should share it with the woman i think also like People who deal with homosexuality are dealing, especially, you know, in in poorer communities, especially, you're dealing with a lot more discrimination. <laughs> She's back. You're dealing with a lot of consequences. Shit I've ever for... taken. I honestly <laughs> lied to you guys. I had to shit so bad. That is the fastest shit. Catch me saying. up. Um, no, we're just talking. He... I was talking about coming out. I think that, you know, or being open about your sexuality or who you fucked in the past, possibly, whether, you know, it was men or women. I don't think that straight people should be telling gay people or queer people when they need to be coming out of the closet or when they need to be honest about stuff because they don't understand what people go through when they actually come out of the closet and the you know the consequences from everyone in their lives from their family to their friends to people at their right. jobs and their schools shitting on them for being who they are and being honest about that like you don't get the same thing for saying you know i had sex with someone but if you say oh i had sex with another guy then now all these women aren't going to want to fuck you they're going to think you're whatever you know if if people are like that in that community right 
I, I'm going to be honest with you. Men on the DL, when I was younger, I used to be like, no, that's terrible. But now that I'm more accepting of dating bisexual, I mean, I mean, my mind is completely open. Like, I have no right. prejudice against it anymore. I can't say that there is anything that fucking different. I mean, I'm accepting of it, too. But even even with talking to so many men that have this lifestyle, like a lie, a lie. I ask them, I'm like, well, you're so open with me. I'm accepting of it. If you possibly say this to another woman, she may be accepting of it too. Yeah, but, but that's the- up to them. That's for them to decide. That's their life. They know that. You don't. You like you don't know those people and what they're dealing with. And maybe you're right, but that's like you, you're not in the position to say that if you're not haven't dealt with that. So I am not allowed to feel this way about download men because I, I mean, okay, am like, okay with cheating married men. I just don't see I'm the just, correlation. I'm ask, really, I'm asking you, what's the difference? I don't really see the correlation of them saying being the same. They're both deceitful. A lie is a lie. You're they're cheating both on deceitful. Me. They're both cheating on other people. They're both bringing the so you're potential saying, of no, sexual No, I'm not even talking about someone being in a relationship. That. I'm saying the, the, to me, when I'm talking about men on the DL, it's the casual dating or you're sleeping with men and women at the same time. I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm talking about that. Like you're spreading with a ton of different people. Okay, and well, you're, you're, just, you're saying a bunch of different things. Like you're saying... A married guy who's cheating on his wife, you don't assume that he's spreading it. She with a mentioned ton of men on the DL. I didn't mention a married man sleeping with a man. Well, no, no, no. Because Be- we're saying, is it contradictory? Because you think married, you don't find a big problem with married dating, right? Because I don't believe in monogamy. So I feel like a man right. is going to do that. So why is it so much worse if they're on the DL? Because essentially you're dealing with men and women. We talked about this when but it came to what's what, but I don't see anything wrong with it, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned because just like we mentioned the, 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 the transgender conversation and the same thing with Lil Duval yes, going on the I, breakfast no, club. That's, that's no, exact, the, okay. okay exactly even there the issue. Trans people do not have any kind of responsibility or obligation to tell anyone else what they're, what they are like or what they, you know, what their situation is. And like, I'm saying this coming from a community where I'm friends with a lot of people who feel such strong emotions about the the homosexuals. Now I don't like that they do, so but I'm saying question, to, because to, you date bi guys, but then you also are uncomfortable with the DL part. I have never dated a bi guy. You're comfortable with bi guys. I'm though. comfortable would with you? a guy being. Yeah, I would. Have you Absolutely slept with a bi guy? Um, curious, bi curious. I would say not one who has actually had male like a penis in his ass, but clearly I've pegged him. So well, the porn star. We talked he, about that on the he show. He was gay for pay. So, I mean, I guess, but in his dating life, he sleeps with women. And um, he literally said it took him, like, even during the shoot. But would you have a problem it, dating a bi guy? I just told him yeah. no. Right. I wouldn't. So, but that's me. But the DL thing, then why do you think the DL thing because, is wrong? Because I like that if I'm dating someone who's bi, he's comfortable in him being bi. And I know that. I can I'm, say, I, here's the thing. If you say I'm not comfortable dating someone that's on the DL, I don't think that's... Uh, you know that uh, that's a legitimate that that would be that would be more so that would be more so what i'm saying and that makes sense and there's a lot of people that and i like people owning their truth so if someone if a guy is bisexual i would be 100 percent more liking to the fact that he's owning his sexuality i don't mind dating a guy who's bisexual but dating someone who's on the down low who has you know I agree. Like being honest and open about who you are and what you want is an attractive thing. It's a good thing. But the reason that men on the DL are there is because they face a lot of consequences. And I one thousand percent understand that. And so, if you that. say that's yes. for you and what you want, then that's understandable. But to say that 
that's wrong or morally wrong or that's you know lying in a way that cheating on a spouse in a straight way is not oh no 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 no. i've never really correlated the the two together or one being a lesser of Mm -hmm. evils but for my preference i dislike the dl thing i would love for a guy to own up to his sexuality if he's bisexual and likes dick he likes dick whatever but i that's kind of my take on that i guess um, I don't want to sit here and speak for everyone on being de- down low is wrong and being married and cheating is right. not as wrong. I don't want to do that, but my personal feelings on it is is that, and I'm glad we kind of got to an understanding on yeah. right. where I am with that. Um, before we get into like the final topic, which I know we wanted to bring up, which was masculinity, I want to talk really quick about um, open relationships because, as you guys know, I'm in one. And so there's times where I'll talk about it in you know my group chat with my friends with James is one of my closest. It's all of us. And I will say things where I contradict myself. I like that you go on a date, but I don't like if you like her. Yeah. But like, so we, we were having conversation. We were saying our open relationships really that open because there's so many boundaries. What do you think an open relationship in its most ideal, perfect form is? Well, I mean, I don't know that there's an ideal, perfect form for everyone. For Everyone's anyone, relationship yeah. is going right. to be different. But I think ideally, it should be based on communication and consent and being honest about, you know, what both people want and what both people are willing to do to, you know, make the other person happy. But I think a lot of times it can be hard with open relationships because <clears throat> there's just there's still a lot of deception going on. And there's still uh, just from what I've seen. Deception you know, like what? What do you mean? Well, deception like and manipulation like they'll say like usually the way it works is they'll the guy will say let's have an open relationship and the girl's like okay because she wants to be with him and then he is fucking a lot of other people because that's what he wants to do that he may or may not be telling her about but and if she he's telling her that she's you know able to have an open relationship but if she ever does then he'll be like weird passive aggressive and make Mm -hmm. her understand that he doesn't like it without owning up to the fact that he can't handle it because you think that men bring it up because they want to fuck someone I think else it's and not a cover lose up. you absolutely right. i it's, think it's, it's a, a lot of times it is but I, I, i'm saying that as a person that you know believes yeah. in like polyamory and non-monogamous relationship like i don't believe in, in monogamy but i think that a lot of times still you know people are assholes and that's kind of how now those relationships if you go got married you gotta look out for that and make sure that it really is equal and yes. a lot of times it's not a lot of times the, the men do have an issue. And I even have noticed this in the swinging community, um, going to the beach and just talking to different couples. Mm-hmm. Um, the men have sex. They have threesomes. They bring women in. He's able to fuck other women, but there's you not fucking another guy. I can't right. look at you the same if there's another dick going inside of you. And I think a lot of black men specifically have that issue where it would be kind of an ego trip for them to see their wives or their girlfriends or someone being pleased not only that men are macho men are masculine men are providers men don't want to think that a woman has to go elsewhere to Mm -hmm. get pleased so i think an open relationship is very hard for a man to accept they don't want their women stepping out getting pleased by other men or women yeah um in mine i realized the only time lover boy got extremely not i'm not gonna say extremely jealous but the one time where he fucking admitted it I slept with this girl and woke up in the morning, told him all about it. And I mentioned how we were on the couch. We didn't even take off our clothes. And I fucking came and it was amazing. And I was like, it was so fast. It was so good. Blah, blah, blah. And he didn't say anything for a few minutes. He was like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry, but that was too much. And, and that was with a female. But And I realized, and, and no, he apologized. <laughs> that was with and, a female. And I think it's because it was like, you get into your own ego of, do I make her come that fast? How come it was so good? And I think what happens with women in in my open relationship 
we both enjoy it because we like the open and honesty and we like having one person there for the emotions and then everybody else is just kind of fun. But with women, they're not, they're a little bit inferior. And I, he's never said that or vocalized it, but I think that's how a lot of men feel when women fuck other women. I mean, she's not going to replace me. There's, there's a lot of women too that are, you know, primarily straight, but they like to fool around with women or have sex with women sometimes, you know, or it's a thing, but they're not going to be in, you know, relationships. With relationship. them. So if you're in that kind of situation, then the guy will Because feel when the really men conversation come into play, it's like we discuss it, but it is way harder. Right. It's yeah. way more difficult. And it has to be those times where I'm like, okay, so I want to talk to you about, like, I need to start this warning opposed right, to, like, right. so let me tell you about this bitch. Exactly. So it's like, is it even necessarily open? If you feel like you have to tiptoe around being open and he can send you pictures of the girls he's on dates with, he can so openly tell you they had sex. Because is it really open? It's open because of the honesty. It's open. Fuck you. James got his motherfucking, this nigga. I'm going to tell you why I, it's still unclear. Sip this water. He's sip, saving his Zephyr Hills. Sip it Oh, wait, we're not in Florida. It's not Zephyr Hills. What Poland is it? Spring. Poland Spring. Okay. It's open because I'm going to tell him and he has to deal with it, but I'm not going to front. I think the one thing that I do because of the security issue is I kind of sugarcoat and make it seem nicer and you still have the biggest dick. You're amazing, babe. That kind of thing I need to do. Whereas he doesn't really need to do that for me. Yeah, but on top of it, you're not fucking other guys. But you know I'm trying to. No, I, I don't do think not. you are you at are all. I really not. don't think you, you are. are you say it, you're running, running from away fucking from other guys. You're only saying that because you think the guy at the gym was hot. I have seen you do that. But he it's was. not only the one at the gym, bro. There's and a yeah, ton of them where exactly. you're like, oh my God, he's cute. I don't even want to go on a date with him because I know I'm going to fuck him. Like, you don't want to you put yourself. You know what it is? I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very like one man kind of woman. And even though the open relationship idea I'm enjoying because of the girls that I'm seeing. And I love flirting with men and texting with them, going out and shit. I feel like if I fuck someone else, then I might just only fuck them. And that shit scares me because I feel like then I'm ruining the rules of the open relationship. That's why I I don't feel like My we, we need it, to come up with another word for this one because I, to me, open relationship is feeling okay to go out and fuck other people. And just like he I'm is. I'm not going to say that. I don't, I don't feel th- the okay on the other end. It's me. It's my own feelings and guilt or, or um. fear. But you were just saying Same. how you already have to sugarcoat it and do a lot of stuff. I when do it, but I know that I could. When you were girls. 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 And you say, oh. even when you talk about it, even a little bit. No, 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 the girls, the girls I'm cool with. The girls is cool. It was the me coming too hard, crazy. But I mean, the jealousy is okay. I can't not say. <laughs> Dog, his face. I wish this was being recorded. Because James is his face is a friend. meme. His, his face is a meme right now. Not, Jesus I'm not Christ. Your shadiest friend. I'm not your pettiest friend, at least. <laughs> now, Christopher's the shadiest friend. <laughs> um... No, with the women, I don't. I was saying that one situation was the one time I sensed the jealousy. But with women, I don't as much because I said they feel and I think that they're more inferior in his head. But with men, I do. And I don't know if it's because I'm worried about his feelings too much. And I should just thank you. Eyebrow raise, James. (laughs) And I should just focus on myself. But even in my head, when it starts getting closer and closer and closer, it's harder for me. I think that with any open relationship, the communication and guidelines need to be set from the beginning. And I feel like I'm not really, I don't want to make any comments on you and your relationship, but I feel like it's something that needs to be kind of black and white. And I feel like there's a lot of gray area with a lot of open relationships. And I think that that's kind of what the communication is really hard on my point. You know, when I, when I went to go visit him in Europe, we were in the car and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to say it right now. This is the moment. And we were in the car and I was like, Hey, 
I just want to let you know that I'm back on Bumble and I'm swiping guys. And I just want to tell you, he couldn't even turn his face to look at me. He said, okay. The okay was like enough. And I know he didn't like to hear it, but he had to because this is what we agreed to. So that part is harder because the communication, it's like we talk about everything. But when I talk about dudes, it's like, I, right. mm-hmm. okay, I give this, so, this guy from the gym my number. Okay. Right. So He's wanting to have his cake and eat it too. Right. Yeah. It's hard. And like, I mean, I understand. Like, it's hard when you're in a relationship to be honest with yourself about what you want from the relationship because it puts you in a very vulnerable position. And also, we're like raised, everything in, in society tells us that romance and love is the one thing that can actually make you happy. Like, mm-hmm. that's what is really going to solve all your problems is when you find that one person that loves you unconditionally and you love them. And when you're together, nothing else matters. And you have that kind of, you know, that great romance, that right. one in a lifetime soulmate experience. And so everyone kind of low key wants that and, but doesn't mm-hmm. want to admit it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, cause when you admit that to yourself that you want that with this person, then if they don't share that back with you, then you're fucked. The basically. other funny part about that, you saying that is because now that my thought process has changed, whether from being friends with dub who dates couples or whatever, I used to always joke about the main chick thing being stupid. Now that's kind of what I want. I'm fine with, I like as long as we can just more establish that and I I would be okay with dating other people. Sometimes I think it's because we don't know what we're doing with our open relationship, but I don't really care about the other dating because I know that our emotions are there. I know that Mm -hmm. there's no one else that tops that and that's fine. Honestly, monogamy at this point, a hundred percent would be worse than that for, for me than this. I don't know if I could deal with that. Because to me, I'd be more worried about deceit. I'd be more worried about having to say my every move, not being able to flirt and do what I want or feeling that freedom. That would really, really scare me. I don't even know what I would do. What I had with with back home, like, oh my God, bro. If I looked at other, it was like, it was too much of a lockdown. So 100% monogamy versus what I have right now, this is what I can handle. Even though there's gray areas and I'm still learning, I don't know if I could ever do it again in my lifetime. 100% all the way through. That's a hard thing to do, man. Yeah. I agree. And to me, like, even more, you know, like, it wasn't like I was really tempted when I was married and monogamous. I wasn't, like, tempted. I wasn't mad all the time that I wasn't, you know, going out sleeping with other people. It was just the fact that I couldn't. Or if something happened, then I would be doing, you know, the worst thing ever in the world if someone wanted to fuck me and I fucked them while I was drunk somewhere out at a party or something like that. You know what I mean? It's the having the freedom to know that that doesn't control everything in your relationship. Right. It doesn't reflect, you know, everything that your love together right because rules are what makes i feel like it's what just totally fucks it up um so the last thing i want to get into um is gender masculinity masculinity toxic masculinity like right are you okay masculinity damn was that i said it (laughs) masculinity dude we got fucked up yesterday bro at that festival so i'm just i feel like i'm mandy right now with raspy voice listen and it's like i'm moderating today somewhat like i I know this is all different this is all very good i guess we're giving you guys you know what you have you know i'm so over over all of it and honestly i'm not comfortable with that is it's like i'm so dominating in my in my work and like always taking control with other things i kind of like you running the show well, not only that, you we we have a time set here, and I don't think sometimes you lose the concept of time. So I do. just to just to keep the conversation yeah, going, and I and so I'm, I'm trying, and, and, and I want y'all to know we don't have a producer. So not only are we talent, we're looking at time, we're saying ads, we're we we actually outline our show, and I don't think people understand like it's a lot for both of us I to was do. Super and judgy to keep with the- other podcasts, I would never do it again. The only thing I judge now with like podcasts when I think it's shitty is content. 
That's it. it. Like, yeah. I, don't I, think... I listen to Brilliant Idiots, which is one of the biggest podcasts that I and listen to. And they have Chris. Chris and... is awesome. I love when Chris gets on the mic, too. But I love his voice. They are all <laughs> over the place. Sometimes they read ads. Oh, I got to go up. I got to do this. And they get off track. And it never makes me think that they deserve less than five. Their no, content yeah, that they bring is the shit. To sit in a room and make something perfect is really, really hard. So I appreciate you guys for recognizing that we are trying. And, and oh. we're trying new things. Like, this, we are what we're six months old god damn y'all are harsh with these comments like y'all ain't only li- y'all ain't even got a whole y'all bunch tell of- jokes at the same time well bitch <laughs> right. the fuck like Jesus. i don't know what she's gonna say and then people loved our frenemy thing then it's like y'all too mean are y'all even friends i'm just like listen bitch Dude, i was talking i sit here and root for the big girls and it's like well you big and you talk shit about her being skinny and it's just like she calls me a vixen when we go out look at her bi- vixen body hold on like, but if i ever you do skinny shame me and if i if i ch- thick girl shamed then i would be it's just you can't well, win you, we, we you can't know, I was, win at I, all i was talking to shay about that last <laughs> review and shay was like well you should talk to her and tell her not to say things like that i was like i'm gonna be honest with you dude i don't want to ruin the frenemy vibe because it's real and the banter is real so if i start James making a face because there's times where I'm mad, but because you, but you're sensitive, and we know this. But I'm so not gonna front to stop all of it would fuck it up. And I feel like, and and I'm sorry that we're going off track of this masculinity contact. But I want you guys to know, like, I think this is something that kind of needs to be kind of talked about because, because yeah. I feel like we're getting so many, so much feedback that we're trying to please everyone. And unfortunately, like I said, we can't please you all. Yes, I've talked over people. And if you've listened from episode 20 on, I've kind of worked on that. If you guys see here, a lot of new listeners. If you listen from episode one, Mandy's still cutting people off. This girl said Mandy cut people off. I'm on episode eight. Bitch, we ain't fixed it till episode 20, so you gotta keep going. I don't know what the fuck to tell your ass. Like, it's you just. You gotta go back and edit the other You know, one. we can't it's, it's go back and edit. The, the times that people be like, you get on me too much. I. I get more annoyed with you getting on me in our personal lives than I do on the show. Bro, this is Which is the really lives, funny thing about it. Because I'll, I'll read those things, I'll laugh at me like, yeah, I get her. But they don't hear the things that I'd be mad about. And the things that you do on the show, I could. I, I don't think I get that irritated about. The only thing I did was when you called me promiscuous. That pissed me off. Episode five. That was the. That was the only and thing. And what's that crazy is we're still. Yeah, you have a show called Horrible, horrible Decisions. Decisions. I know. Which everyone is saying that. Everyone is like, but let me just I can't believe she got so mad point. about the word promiscuous. You know what? We're just going to make the next episode short because I have to get this out. <laughs> Promiscuity, by definition, is just people sleeping with people just to sleep with them. I don't think it has to do with quantity. I find that I have sex based on quality and the connections that I make with people. So to disregard the sex that I have just because you could call it free sex, I don't fuck people because they're hot i fuck them because they're hot they're mentally stimulating i like the vibe they've got going on i fuck people for that reason i'll and just fuck fine. anybody and that's but fine. promiscuity means I, that you do I, I no don't i don't that's agree that that's not i think she read really deep into the thing and i said this because by episode five there were five different stories with five different people at that time you Bitch, didn't meet lover you you hadn't met lover boy at this point and what you, are you had, about to say you had Let two just, girls and three different ahead, guys you had sex what is with it? Well, you're talking about promiscuity, like you, you're saying it's a bad thing. So you assume you're assuming promiscuity Slut is shame. a bad Go thing. Slut shame. Go ahead. And we're not. That's not. <laughs> well, here's what I'm saying. Let him like, talk. <laughs> you're on the show saying that having sex with a lot of people is not a bad thing. That's really one of the points. You're saying if you're being honest and owning your sexuality and doing what you want, have sex with as many people as you want. Have a gangbang. First you of want. all, we should have got on Mandy, not me. We are friends. You should be on team. That's, no, that's, that's <laughs> no. you, gotta, you can't just do that. You can't Thank just stick you. me on um, like an attack. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because you have brought that up the most to me. And that's when I realized, like, I think me and Mandy talked about it, too. Someone called us whores. And we were like, wait, hold up. But wait, the name of the show is. Right. And, and I so think, that's, well, that's what I mean. And that's like the thing guys... that I'm learning through. I don't want women to feel like they have to feel shitty about the decisions they make. But to be frank with myself, when hearing that someone thought I was that way or would just sleep with anyone, that did hurt me i don't know why i don't know if it made me feel too slutty right exactly and, and you guys I, say that kind of thing a lot of times we yeah. do and we i do. Wanna, like, i want to bring but it's real you, feelings you've, ha- you've talked about how you want to be with like multiple guys but you don't you couldn't because, be because you feel, feel like, like a slut, like slut. You're a slut. and i want can i bring up a topic so you're not on twitter i am i like to interact with a lot of our listeners so i got this um tweet yesterday and i meant to send it to you for a podcast called horrible decisions there's a lot of whore phobia on here yeah. why so much emphasis between you and sex workers and i i wrote back to her mm-hmm. i said people assume i know the oh, answer for that one easy I, well and, and we've talked people about think this. that if you're you're a normal everyday person that you can't have crazy sex that's and this is what i wrote back to her i said because we want to show how working class women can embrace their sexual freedom just as anyone else can people assume that only women in the sex industry are frequent are freaky and sexually free we embrace that all women even those in corporate america are. yeah and i don't want to sit here and feel like we're slut shaming women in the industry i don't think we slut shame yeah. sex workers Wait, Jay, we might look just... at jay's jay's Please, right, please, please read us because I, think, I, I want our listeners to not feel this way. So what do we need to do different? I mean, it's not like super blatant or super obvious, but it comes through in the kind of the, some of the assumptions of the questions you guys What's something ask that and sticks, the way you sticks talk out about to you? it. Um, this, the, one of the things when one of your recent episodes where you're talking about, oh, like, what are the what are the whore jobs or what are the hoe jobs that girls are saying they're doing? Wait, this? Mom. Like, yeah. And, and it just comes off as like, oh, you know, or a lot of times you're asking like, would you have would you date a uh, porn star? Or would you date a sex worker? You know, or what which is worse? And that's really kind of almost what it is. It's like a would you rather thing. Two horrible things, you know. And okay. that's kind of the framing that it comes up as. And like and it and it's part of a thing, you know, a part of whorephobia that's and even really slut shaming too, which is women that have sex for money or even that just have a lot of sex or are promiscuous, they're not worthy of love. 
Ooh. and like men can't you know can't actually love right. it. and that's, and that's right. like really it is it's really fucked up because it's right. like that's a, a horrible thing to be you know but that's what a lot of women in that position are you know faced with and a lot of men treat them like and that. i think the thing is when we did the ho jobs i know we were coming from a place of teasing and i know you wrote me about that in, in our in our group chat and said that i know we were coming from this place of teasing like because we call girls out that won't own it. And, yes. And that's why we loved Deep Throat so much. Because she had her own when business. Candy she came embodied on, yes. this. Lethal Lips was so confident and so sexy about it. Um, but when we mention ho jobs, it's these girls that want to portray that they're doing so much better in every other aspect. But, but it's also here's the because... other thing I want to say, and, and my issue is even mm-hmm. with the way you brought up to, then responded to that tweet, you said, oh, well, this show, we're trying to show that normal women, even reg- girls that have regular jobs or whatever, can be, can be uh, sexually, sexually free, free and mm-hmm. own their own sexuality. But sex workers just have a regular job like everyone else. They're not I mean, a but special like, okay, class it's not of women. Like status. They're not okay. different. It's, it's a job. It's sex work is work. Right. And I don't think I mean normal as in like or I mean, because I agree with her tweet. I don't think that we're coming from a place of like this is a outlandish. It's just not your common job. That's it. And yeah, but exactly. But it's like a weird thing. And when you, but, I mean, when you, you think ask it is them common. about it, when you ask them about it, it's not that uncommon. I mean, and you guys are saying this. But you saying you're you're not sex workers, but I mean you have sex for money sometimes in exchange. For things. <laughs> we literally just talked about well, that married, on this with on married this men, thing. yeah, yeah. So I mean it's not not that if it's with a married man. So I mean like it's not like you're well, see, so and, and, far from that, but that's what I mean. I, 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 I agree. You agree. Like, and that's what a lot of people will do is say, oh well, there if there's all this societal stigma attached to something to sex workers they really shouldn't be right but if you're kind of in that or close to that it's easier to say oh well i'm not really a part of that no i won't say that we're not these wild girls but to say normal right or everyday girl i have noticed that in my lifetime whether it's colleagues or people i run into they think i'm crazy they think i'm this wild person right and i want to show that i could do the same things you do i'm relatable but i could still have this crazy sex in my everyday life yeah but Just, sex workers can do that too they like, can do right, right. but the majority too. of our listeners that we want to attract are these whether married couples the average teacher so you nurse, don't want to attract sex workers or i think that the, the people to the mass that no sex workers to me won't think this is crazy I want to show people that the things that we do aren't that outlandish or wild. I think that finding someone who's a sex worker is going to be immediately more liberal opposed to the everyday girl out there somewhere in the world that might hear this. I want to show that it's not that nuts. I love when I had a doctor write me and tell me that she used the wee vibe in the emergency yeah. room with a patient, things like that. I want to come out more. So that's why when we say normal women or corporate or, or, corporate working or something women like or- that, it's because it's not. It doesn't have to be a prostitute to go out and do fucking bukkake or have a gangbang or have a threesome. There's people out here doing this shit all the time. They could be working next to you. They could be serving you in a restaurant. It could be anybody. So when I know we make that analogy that we're just trying to say that we don't have to be this porn star chick to have porn star sex. Because I think people oh. think that mm-hmm. living these crazy lives, we can't be working a nine to five. Mandy can't be in school. Okay, but also what I hear you saying was that if you're a regular chick who does all these normal things, works a nine to five, goes to school or whatever, then you can't be a sex worker. You can't be a prostitute. You keep saying you don't have to be a prostitute I'm to not be saying like you this. Can. You well, know what I mean? Well, but I think, I think that people attach to stories like this. Don't, they, well. wouldn't, they wouldn't think that. What's the craziest thing you told? One of the craziest stories we've had. Piss. Or me fucking that guy on Snapchat and then making the other guys eat me out. Yeah. Would my fucking coworkers think that I could do something like that? I mean, 
That's the thing, Nobody though. Nobody knows what anyone else can do. You really. think that's that way, like, dude. Well, that's, that's you have a more open mind than a like, lot of people, anyone though. Anyone who knows anything about sex and what people do knows that people keep well, that so shit crazy. quiet so and do I've, crazy I've stuff. Had a, I've had a lot can of friends. Say, can you not say that's kinky? Is that kinky or is that some regular shit? It's no, it's kinky. kinky. Well, I've had a lot of friends come to me and it's like, oh, my God, like, the fact that you two can come out and say that you do these things and express, like, your it's sexual life. It's made us open up. It's made us open up, and I feel like our conversations are maybe expected from people in the sex industry because they've embraced their sexual freedom. They've done that. Unfortunately, regular women, and I I don't even want to call us regular, but okay, I'm not going to call us regular women who are not the majority. No women who are not in the sex industry oftentimes are not as sexually free with their sexuality, with Mm -hmm. what they do behind closed doors. Right. Uh, as opposed to a woman who does it for a living, I mean, you have to think does it for, for a for, job. For the fact that people open. say, "I can't talk to anybody like this," I can't. I've never heard these things. People, I, I ne- don't have anyone that, I've, like, who's going to admit this? That does mean we are in a different box, bro. You have to remember. No, that. I think that's bullshit. And I think saying these that sex workers are over in this box and we're over in this box. When is I mean we are, we are in a different a box. You're not. You're not. Also, you think- horophobic. We are in a different box as to being more open-minded. Are you going to tell me that people haven't listened to me or you talk about something? Oh, wait, like, wait. You're saying you're in a different box than people that are our mindset, are closed-minded. Yes. Okay, okay, that's fine. Agreed. I thought you were right. saying you're Agreed. in a different box. And than that's sex why it's hard no, no, for you no, to no, understand no, no, no. what Agreed. I'm saying. I think sex workers are in that box of right, being right. sexually expressive and so whatever. Trying, I mean, uh, I the majority of people, I don't believe they are. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they're not. Right. There's no, no way. No, I, I agree so with that's why I mean, you're you have a podcast called horrible decisions you're not like necessarily attracting the most like conservative like you're but we you're, are right. you'd but you're be surprised that the interested, email... but you're people that are interested in that and nobody, nobody's gonna, open, nobody's gonna wear the like, t-shirt look, first of all first of all i mean i am i'm <laughs> right. criticizing you guys and, and i think there's something to be said about that especially because you literally have the word whore in your name right. which is a slur you know like it's right. something that you shouldn't say and we did this on purpose but, yeah but like you can say it if you know you're you're a subject to that. And the, the truth is that, you know, women are subject to being called whores, whether they are really sex workers or just for being sexual. So it, right. it is used on both people. But it's used a lot more and in worse ways on actual sex workers. Well, even when we were coming up with the name, I don't know if you remember, but even so, and I love that we're talking on this about the title of the show because we talked about not liking labels. Mm-hmm. So you did say that whore is a slur. It can be seen as a label. Women are called whores. So even adding the decisions behind it, you don't necessarily have to be a whore to make these type of decisions. Exactly. Or to, to something that you did could be seen Which as you being a Which is why I really like that people will say they've done horrible decisions, had horrible decisions ha- with their husbands or things like that. Because I want it to be this thing as you can listen to this and it doesn't have to be, and that's why we've said we're not sex workers, it doesn't have to be strippers, or prostitutes or escorts or porn stars to have done shit like this. You can do it too. You can go out and get on Thrinder and meet it. You can have these moments in your everyday lives, even if you're not open enough to say it or you feel like you could have never done it, you could. That's why I think we try to say, hey, this is for you too. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. in, in, like I said, you guys do a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of sex positivity on this podcast that I'm very for and definitely a lot of people are listening to it and opening up and yes. it, it's mostly really good. But there's also some times where you talk about it, even in the name, horrible decisions, you're saying it's horrible, but also you're saying they're horrible decisions, like they're bad decisions that you're making. And you're like saying, we're sluts, but we kind of feel bad about it. It's crazy because I don't think we... And, Sometimes and, you do, well, like, like, like well, the thing yeah, with the multiple and we've talked, okay. we've talked about like, this even as our outline. She's like, when we try to think of horrible decisions, there's a I few that all, we both have I, it. Well, I tell her all the time, not only that, I was like, bro, they don't have to be 
looked down upon like we're um, embarrassed right, about it. Right, I right. said it could be a right. horrible decision that we enjoyed. Like I talked about the sex in the in the club where I ate two bitches out, and right. I, it could have been seen by someone else as a horror act. I enjoyed it. I wasn't embarrassed. I'd do it the right. fuck again. So we've had this conversation when, when making outlines that because they're horrible decisions, let's not attach each one to feeling embarrassed or damn right. we did that and, and we'll never do it and again. And it's hard because I think throughout the show. It's funny because we knew immediately when thinking we would do this podcast, we were the perfect people for it, whatever. And throughout it, there's been things like there was something um, I brought up a porn star that Mandy slept with that did gay porn. And the second he's not a porn star. He's a model that did porn one time because he's good looking okay, and he so made that, money that, for it. Okay, and that's even the thing, you know, like, but you're, you're saying you don't like labels well, no, no, and boxes. No, 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 no. And you put so, them but, in so labels and boxes up, all the time. The second the show was over, right? I just wanted to bring up this point. When the show was over, she's like, what the fuck? We weren't going to bring that up. So just to say, like, somebody as open as you, and I think you're more open on the show than I, we all realize we have these little, like, what, like, why didn't you want me to tell you? know, do you Well, even... because at episode, whatever, that was fairly in the beginning. and Right, but it's our own, ins- that, just a point to say, we all have these little subconscious insecurities that we can't let everything, it's weird. There's things I've, you and me both haven't said on this show yet, they were like, nah, not yet. Why? Is it the fear of being judged? Is it the fear of being looked up more as whores? And that's the thing that we're learning as we grow this show. Like, Agreed. There are parts of us, and which is why you hear mistakes like that, where we still, and I think it comes from being two corporate women that want to still be respected in that way. Right. It's well, something you're, too you're much. You're concerned with how you know other people see you. And in some ways you're not, especially you. You know, that's one thing I could tell from you when the very first time I met you is that you didn't give a fuck about what other people thought about you. You're going to be yourself. And but under that, there's still some, you're still aware. Oh, you're definitely you know what, James? still very sensitive. I can on tell that you what, James, what that is. This is what it is. And now I know it. Now that you've said it, I absolutely am like that when people meet me. But now other people could judge me and I have to see it. Mm-hmm. That is really hard. It is hard. Because I that's... really don't fucking care. And see, but now that yeah. I got to read it, I'm just like, what? And see, for me, I've, <laughs> I've been on I've never social cared media. what people said behind my back ever. But now that it's in my face, it's hard. And see, I've seen it all the time. Like, I've been dragged, oh my God, on Twitter, on Instagram. on I've been on this social platform since 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. From Twitter, from modeling, from being a blogger, from then writing a book to, you know, now having a podcast. So I feel like I've always been open to criticism and seeing it. So I've kind of had to make a harder shell than most yeah. because you haven't had this platform where now it's it's strangers. It's not just Orlando anymore. Orlando, people sit here and talk right. shit behind your back and you don't know. You We're know, now on a be- global platform where you right. have people who never met you and they only know what we've said in an hour show. Right. And it's just like now you have people that think they know you and now they think that they can pass. You know, I judgment. got really upset. We had a review that said Mandy mentioned the good hair thing. And I got upset oh, for God, Mandy. Yes. Because I'm reading it like, no, bro. This is, Mandy, if anything, I wanted to make this podcast more of like open to anybody. She's like, no, this is going to be a black podcast, period. And I was like, you really think it is? I mean, and it it was crazy because when I read it, I was like, now it's making us sound like we think we're superior because we're mixed. Like, you just never know what someone will take from what you say. And so you're right. Where I don't give a fuck in my everyday life. Now that it's become this like business almost, I'm like I can't handle it. And yeah, unfortunately, a lot like more scrutiny, like yeah, there is like and a I, fake page I, I to still, me is nothing, right? Like right. Oh, whatever, someone called me a whore, who cares? But now you're like putting it out there with your username, like you suck at this. But even it, in in touch to well, 
and I told you, so I got really upset even about the good hair comment. Weezy was like, I think we should talk about this. And I said, bitch, I'm not talking about it. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Da, da, da. Like, I'm black and white. I literally cried. The second episode or so, I had a breakdown because I wanted to wear braids because I was going to Miami. But I work in a very conservative corporate America job. And I am the only black person on the floor, regardless of me being half black or not. I'm black to everyone else. And I literally had a breakdown about wearing braids to work. So to see that this comment was, you made a comment of having good hair because your mama was white. I was just like, I wear weave. I wear braids. I, I have the same issues as anyone who's full black because I have these stereotypes. you black that, enough. You know I'm black enough. And so I, I feel like I was very hurt that someone would even feel like we think we're superior. And we talk about... Her sweat. She just asked for edge control while she work out. How does she keep her edges down? So for someone to think like that, we're thinking we're superior about them. Again, it's reading hard, that girl. in the comments, it's, it's very. And hard. I think to your point, like we just got a little too deep. We the, did. <laughs> Jesus. To, Wait, we to think. I still want this like one little piece of respect. And to me, my own securities with some of the more horrible things I've done, it'll be like, nah, bitch, you took it over the edge. Yeah. Like no. you know, and it's stupid, but. I mean, and, and, when, and when it's like not to invalidate our feelings, but stupid to think that we could be so open with this name, with this podcast, with putting it out there, but not that one fucking thing. And still, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. If, if it's your personal life that you're not comfortable sharing on the show, that's totally up to you and that's totally fine. You shouldn't feel like you have to be totally open about everything about yourself on right. this show that you don't owe that to anyone. But I think you still you're coming at it in your own head. The reason you're not comfortable sharing it isn't just because of other what other people will think about you but you kind of feel like maybe it's actually not good you're not well, yeah, like we had to read, read this just, guy for doing that he wrote he wrote wheezy and was like so are you just gonna whore yourself out for this podcast I'm like i feel like dude this whole podcast yeah oh yeah oh you saw the comment yeah he was just trying to get in your pants that's really all it was about because he, he said oh i know you got he was like acting like you care give a fuck about what he thinks about you he, he was like, just I, like I how are y'all gonna make it to 100 he was like oh he's like oh rich successful man like like me like women that are open like you guys but i don't want you to be a whore because i still want you to be good for me it's like it was you about? You're not in the picture at all like <laughs> what shut the are fuck you up. doing <laughs> but i just i just think that when you guys have this kind of show you know with, with whore in your name and everything you're talking about um you know being pro-sex and open about this i think you should also be really clear that you support sex workers and sex worker rights and maybe I even have that. like some sex workers on here so we have do that i know you have had some but even maybe some that are really involved with like sex worker rights and dealing with issues and like that's a good idea police brutality and police harassment and all the you know stuff that goes on like, with that like there's a really some really good i'm really here. glad we had this conversation although masculinity sounded uh, you know interesting yeah, we'll this was a really kind of yeah, yeah we're gonna have to bring you back on because i love looking at hippie Jesus across the table. <laughs> there was a guy that dressed as Jesus as, at the uh, at the meadows, and I was like, "You are doing it wrong. That is a real <laughs> right. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I always mention James on this show. I think you probably heard me say your name a few times. Where um, there's a lot of times where like people will say like white devils and shit like that, and I used to too, but now I can't because I know James rides a little harder for black folk than I probably do. What do you mean? <laughs> no, now like, you can say white devils. That's the thing. I gave you even more permission to say that. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm white, and I'm like, yes, they are. Like, white white people are the devil. Yeah, they're trash. Well, I but hope you guys enjoyed um, yeah. this episode. This was, y'all wanted over an hour. Y'all got over an hour, goddamn. Um, here you go. Probably only eight minutes over an hour, but fuck y'all. Um, we're working on it. Um, well, I'm really glad that we Me had too. this conversation. I would love to hear you guys' feedback. thoughts and feedbacks um, on this specific 
episode i think everything on this episode was I great know everybody's gonna be like they he read your ass <laughs> <laughs> um you guys can always um hashtag horrible decisions on twitter clearly i keep up with it and i'm responding back to you guys um you can also reach us on our horrible decisions instagram at horrible underscore decisions and email us your whole mail we ain't get, get through one this episode but you know we love reading your things and giving y'all advice so email us at horrible decisions at gmail.com and where can they reach you Weezy just on Instagram Weezy WTF and y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Full Court Pumps thank you guys so very much this has been another episode of Horrible Decisions bye bye from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is Uncanny USA He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.